healthy from the inside out. This is Valley Well by a Salud, a health and wellness information program brought to you by ValleyWise Health and District Medical Group. Each week, we go in-depth with different healthcare experts on some of your top health questions, getting answers to help you live your best life. Welcome to Valley Well Valle Salud. I'm Lauren Vargas. Summer is here, and for most of the country, that means finally spending time outdoors, soaking up the sun. But here in Arizona, we're fortunate to have warm, sunny days most of the year. So when summer hits, temperatures get so hot, it can actually be dangerous for our skin and our health. So how do we find that balance of having fun outdoors, but also protecting ourselves? Joining us to talk about this is Dr. Mansi Sarahan. She's the Chief of Dermatology at ValleyWise Health. Hopefully I pronounced your name correctly. It's perfect. Perfect. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, Dr. Sarahan. Thank you for having me. So the first day of summer is June 20th, but to be honest, it's really felt like summer for quite a while here in Arizona. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> what, what is it like being a dermatologist in one of the hottest places in the country? Oh, yeah, great question. I, you know, I think um, we have a big job to do. So I think it feels, you know, it feels like you really need to speak to your patients more. It, there's a lot more education involved. Um, and, but I think we can be of more use to our patients given that we live in such a hot place with such a high UV index. Um, we can be a you know very useful guide to how to approach being in the outdoors and yet staying safe. Absolutely. I in another lifetime, I used to do public relations for a plastic surgeon, and he always uh-huh. said, "I'll never be out of a job here in Arizona because the sun <laughs> yes. is so intense; it does so much damage to your skin." Do you? What do you think about that? Absolutely, hundred percent agreed. Absolutely. We are in a very, you know, our UV indexes for the United States um, are very high. And so, yes, we are, talk about sun damage in Arizona, lots. So is it easier to get a sunburn in Arizona? How does that, that might be a silly question, but like, how does that work? Are we closer to the sun? Brilliant question. And this is uh, like a fundamental question, actually, in how the earth works and how it rotates around the sun. So um, so the EPA, or Environmental Protection Agency, is actually a great source. And then actually NASA is a great source to learn about this, especially the kids section, um, which actually talks about why do we have seasons? So the reason we have seasons you know, you're good to think that like closer versus further, but it's interesting. It's more of an axis rotation of the earth. So technically in summer, we're not actually closer, but it's the slant of which the sun is hitting us. That's actually causing more radiation at that time. But we're actually technically further away during summer, the Northern hemisphere, whereas the Southern hemisphere is actually further, but then the slant is uh, at a different angle. And so then there's less radiation at that time. That is so interesting. Yeah, really interesting. And so again, NASA is a great resource for this and a, you know, a very excellent fundamental question that we kind of take for granted. Why do we have seasons? And why do we have more UV radiation on certain times of the year? And so yeah, it's the angle at which the sun is hitting us that causes summer. Who would have thought there'd be a connection with dermatology and NASA? Not me. <laughs> there you go. Just launched a rocket into space and <laughs> now oh. we're talking about <laughs> sun exposure. Absolutely. So so should you change your skincare routine during the summer? Excellent question. Yes. As a dermatologist, I would say absolutely. So what happens is, and I refer to that UV index. So what is the UV index? I'll define that for our listeners here. 
So this was actually a fairly recent development. Um, it basically is a standard of measurement of the strength of UV radiation at a particular place in time. And it was only developed in 1992, but it was then widely adopted and it's now adopted by the World Health Organization. Um, and it's a great way of measuring how intense the sun, sun radiation is um, at a particular time and place. And so if you actually go to the Environmental Protection Agency website, you can actually look up all of the United States. And if you go to the World Health Organization website, you can look at the whole world and see what the UV index is for a particular month um, and actually then accordingly prepare for, you know, your you know, what you do, how you approach the outdoors and what you use to protect yourself. So uh, the UV index in Arizona actually starts to increase, start in March, April, May, and then of course hits its peaks in June, July. And actually your weather app, most people have a weather app on their phone. Most weather apps do report the UV index. So very accessible on a daily basis. You can look at your app and see what your UV, UV index is for today. But yes, as a whole, it's summer, the UV index increases, the sun radiation is more intense. And so then, um, yes, you have more, more damage. Wow. So you should change the way you approach things. Absolutely. For those of you just tuning in, we're talking with dermatologist Dr. Monsi Sarahan about summer skin kit, skin tips, and ways to protect yourself. And you can actually make an appointment with her or any of our district medical group providers at Valleywise Health by visiting valleywisehealth.org and you can click on the book appointment button. Or you can call us Monday through Friday at 833-855-9973. That's 833-855-9973. So so you have some great uh, ideas about, you know, checking your weather app and actually w monitoring the UV, um, the UV rays and how powerful they are at any given time. Um, what are some other ways that people can protect themselves? Obviously, sunscreen is a big one. Is there are there better sunscreens than others? Beautiful question. Yes, absolutely. So as a whole, dermatologists would recommend mineral-based sunscreens. We've been having a controversial issue with chemical-based sunscreens for quite a while, and more recent studies have been showing that there is some concern. There was some concern for coral reefs, but now there is some concern that it is observed by your body. We have a little bit more data on that, um, and and there's definitely also been more concern for allergic contact, ra you know, uh, rashes and, and reactions. So as a whole, for safety and because we don't know the full story of chemical sunscreens. I advise physical um, blocker sunscreens, which is zinc and titanium. So zinc and titanium are the main ingredients that you want to look for in your sunscreen. And the higher SPF, the better. Um, but yeah, you know, there's so many different brands and it can be really overwhelming. But my biggest thing is SPF at least of 30. But for my even more fair skinned patients, I say SPF 50, if not 100. Um, and I don't think you can go wrong with higher SPF. Um, there is some concern with zinc sunscreen and titanium in that they can be really pasty. So a lot of patients don't really like to apply them. Um, but you know, there are a lot of good brands out there now that have done a better job in terms of making it, um, you know, more elegant in application, as well as for our darker skin patients, or even if you're lightly darker, you know, a tinted mineral sunscreen can look much better than a, you know, a, just a plain, um, uh, a plain physical blocking sunscreen. So just kind of exploring that and looking into it and seeing what feels right to your skin. So that was another one of my questions. Do people with different skin complexions need different routines or different guidance? 
So it depends. Uh, I would say for sun protection specifically, yes. Um, I think our the more fair you are, the more aggressive you're going to have to be about your sun protection, especially in states like Arizona. You can think of it like this. Your skin was developed genetically in a, in, a, in countries or in, in, in regions of the world that did not get that much UV radiation. And so they're not effectively designed to handle UV radiation in places like Arizona. Whereas like darker skin patients, that's genetically designed to be better at equipped to handle um, the UV radiation. But that being said, you know, protecting your skin from all colors, like regardless of what color you are, is very important because you're still at risk. And especially like places like Arizona, where the UV index can be so high, we're all potentially at risk. And even though maybe a darker skin type cannot, is less likely to get skin cancer, they can still get this photo aging effects and the photo damage from chronic sun. And then of course, there's a huge spectrum of color. Um, so you can be light brown, but you may very likely uh, have a sun response to that of someone who's fair skinned. And so, um, I say, I try to keep it as a, you know, sort of everybody should be sun protecting regardless of color, skin color. But, uh, yes, if you're fair skinned, be even more aggressive. And then, uh, in terms of type of skin so like oily versus dry versus you know the actual how how your skin type is um that could also affect what kind of sunscreen you would choose because if your skin's really dry you might want to choose a more moisturizing sunscreen if your skin is really oily you may not want to go for some more of the oily sunscreens and that can be very personal preference hard to grade hard to tell unless i'm you know we're seeing the patient or you know they themselves are very well aware um and uh, as of now, it's not that easy to go out and say, okay, these are the oily sunscreens. These are, you kind of have to experiment. I tell my patients, don't commit to a new sunscreen for a big bottle, buy the smallest possible bottle, buy the small, and then, and then see how you, how you do with it. Yes, absolutely. And then decide if you like it. I, uh, we have a two and a half year old in the house. And so obviously we're really careful with her. She has pretty fair skin and I made the mistake. I bought it on Amazon and I thought oh. I was just getting one bottle, but it came with three gigantic bottles of sunscreen. <laughs> oh so I'm like, gosh. I don't care if we like this or not, we are using all of the sunscreen. <laughs> Lifetime supply. Lifetime supply. <laughs> but I did want to share my own personal story and take a minute yes, because yes. it's kind of a warning to others. So I also have pretty fair skin, light eyes, and um, I now have four big scars on my body, two on my arms and two on my legs from a procedure I had to get from my dermatologist. So I went a, about a year ago now um, just for an annual checkup. It was I haven't done it in a long time. So I went and, you know, they did the full body check on me and I'm kind of their worst nightmare because I'm covered in freckles and moles everywhere. And so they were really thorough. They looked through, you know, looked on every surface of my body and um, eight spots came back looking suspicious. So they, they, what do you call it? They like sliced them off the mold. Yeah, they did a biopsy. Yes. They did a biopsy on eight spots and they called yeah. me a couple weeks later and said four of them came back looking suspicious for melanoma cells, I guess huh. you would explain. So they yes, went ahead. Atypical. Okay. Yeah. Atypical. Atypical and, moles. And so um, I had to go in for procedure twice because according to my insurance, they could only do two of the surgeries at a time. 
And um, it was terrible. I mean, they had to take a deep, ch a deep chunk of the skin out um, huh. and sew it back up. And, you know, that did come back negative. But just to be safe, they did remove the skin. And now I'm left with these scars. And, you know, at first I thought, like, I, I'm not really the type who went tanning all the time. No. But, but oh. when I look back, I, I mean, I do remember getting several really bad sunburns as a kid. I do remember mm -hmm. using tanning beds before big dances in high school and stuff. And it's just not worth it. I regret it so much. I'm left with these scars, you know, forever. And it's just, it's, the sun is no joke. Yes, absolutely. I need to go back again. It's been a year and I'm scared to go back. I don't want to do it again, but I mean, it's better than skin cancer, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they tell us that I'm now being your doctor? Did, did they tell you what type atypical moles? Like, was it mild, moderate, severe? They said it was mild. Mild. Okay. But I felt like it was a little extreme, the amount of yes. that they did. Yes, I I would agree with that. We don't so a uh, standard of care should not be to excise mildly atypical. We would actually leave it and watch it. Um so I think maybe they were more aggressive if it was truly mild. Um moderate moderate if it was moderate then like moderate we do cut at times um and then severe we do cut. Um so they, if that was moderate or severe then people do cut like a melanoma but mild we usually observe because yeah. you can have multiple milds and some people if you biopsied all their moles they'd all be mild you can't possibly cut them all right and i feel like maybe it was pretty aggressive stance to take yeah. but they you know they said they're just being careful and so next time i'll probably get a second opinion before going under the knife good, like good, that good. yeah 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 absolutely because <laughs> that's traumatic that's so traumatic and it's possible that it was more moderate and severe and they were worried about that but yeah i agree if it was just mild then it's traumatic to get cut so much yeah definitely so um if you're just tuning in with us we're talking with dermatologist dr monsi sarahan from valleywise health about summer skin tips and you can make an appointment um she was actually telling me before the show that she's doing telehealth appointments which is over video or phone call you can do it from the comfort of your home and you can book that appointment on valleywisehealth.org or by calling 833-855-9973 i just told my personal story of you know my my warning stories of skin cancer and and melanoma and i want to know is there something people can do to, to protect and be proactive themselves to kind of watch their skin for changes and how can they kind of take action to, to help themselves? Fantastic. There's many different ways. One is self skin exams and doing them fairly regularly. So every one to two months, you can do a self skin exam. Now that can be challenging, you know, when if you have a lot of moles or a lot of freckles, or there are parts of your body that you just can't visualize. So then we say taking photos, of your skin, of specific areas. So you would have a photo of your back, then a photo of your arm. And then, you know, luckily with our phones, it's so easy to keep track what date it was. And then to take photos again in either a month or two, three months, and then compare. That's actually something dermatologists routinely use called uh, mole mapping. And uh, a lot of dermatologists in their office will do this. It's usually mostly academic centers that do the mole mapping where we do similar. We take a photo of your moles and then put it in the chart. And then when you come back, we actually take a photo again and then compare. So you could do this at home. Um, and, you know, the main thing you would be looking for changes. Anything new? Was there a new mole that wasn't there? Um, is one mole particularly darker or 
a, a different size than previously. So that's kind of a helpful at home tip and also useful to your dermatologist. Cause when you come in you're like, Hey, look, <laughs> and that can really be helpful. Absolutely. I'm going to do that. Um, cause I'm start. I, I see stuff and I'm like, was that there before? I can't remember. Yes. Totally. And it's very difficult to see. Even dermatologists with someone who has a lot of uh, moles can be very challenging. And so photos, photos, photos. So I want to introduce Chencho Flores. He's our audio producer for this show, and he has a couple of questions for you. Sounds good. Can you get a sunburn during a cloudy day or should you wear sunscreen during a cloudy day? Oh, great question. Yes, you should still be wearing sunscreen during a cloudy day. And yes, you can still sunburn uh, during a cloudy day. The UV radiation does penetrate through the clouds. Sunscreen will prevent you from absorbing vitamin D, yes or no? Kind of controversial for us um, as a, you know, at, during different times. I Because on one hand, your dermatologist is telling you, protect yourself, protect yourself. And then there's some question of like, well, but what about my vitamin D levels? And like, isn't that important for my bone health and, and many other things? And we're showing how important that is. You know, at some point there was some controversy if does the sun even change your vitamin D? Like, does that even affect? I think right now we still feel that no, sunlight is an important part of this vitamin D metabolism. Um, and then you're like, okay, well, how much sun then should I be getting? If you say protect yourself, but where's the balance? And I think we can't really say exactly. I think there's not enough studies to say, okay, this amount is right. But I would say that, you know, based on skin cancer risk and sun damage risk, Avoiding sun in the peak hours, but getting sun maybe early in the morning or in the evening, maybe a safer way uh, to get sun. And you may be, you know, especially for my fair skinned patients, uh, you know, they may be able to use uh, sunscreen or UV protective clothing with still some sun getting to them as well. So um, it's kind of a balancing act. So let me ask about the clothing thing because. Um Covering up with clothes obviously helps you not get sunburned, but with a normal t-shirt, can the sun still get through that and burn you? Depends on the t-shirt. So clothing by itself, the SPF, so that you can SPF your clothing, um, it ranges. Thinner the, the, you know, it depends on the cloth and the material, but uh, you can have clothing that ranges in SPF. And sometimes it can be a false assurance because the SPF of the t-shirt is actually only 10. Um, and then other times you're wearing something and you're like SPF 50 or 60. So that's an, you know, it's a really important thing is to look into your clothing, um, what you're wearing outdoors, um, actually sometimes can be even more useful than sunscreen. Um, so, one way to have clothing that you know for sure has a specific SPF is to shop for sun protective clothing that's actually SPF graded. You can find that on Amazon. You can There's numerous websites now in the United States that sell really cool UV protective clothing that's actually pretty attractive. Actually, I'm currently wearing a shirt that's UV, uh, UV protective. It's SPF 50. And this is from REI. So um, it's there's lots of options. Um, in addition to like actual clothing, so like your shirts, your, t you know, your shorts, your, your swim trunks, you can get full swim. I went to the Caribbean. <laughs> I went to right. the Caribbean back in February and was wearing a full <laughs> SPF swimsuit. And actually it was remarkable because it actually felt it protected me from jellyfish and it protected me while I was snorkeling as well. Um, SPF 50 and it, you know, it worked great. It feels light. Um, and it, you actually feel less hot, ironically, even though you're, fully clothed, you know, 
you actually can, depending on the garment, you can actually, it can actually be cooling. And actually, if you look at cultures that were in like the Middle East, Africa, where they're used to such high SUVs, their clothing culturally was actually designed for heat and UV protection. Um, and oftentimes they're very clothed. So it's an interesting you know, thing to look at that, they, that wisdom that they may have had from living in such you know, UV high places that they developed actual clothing um, that actually is UV protective as well. So a lot of the face coverings like in some Saudi, you know, a lot of my construction workers that are my patients, that's what they, I recommend they, you know, and they are like, I can see that, you know, our sun consciousness is increasing. And so now I do see a lot of construction workers wearing full facial coverings. And I think that's so excellent um, for their longevity of their skin. Um, but so in addition, there's also these net, so, you know, what's available, el what else is available? So there's something called a neck gaiter that you can get, REI, Amazon, many, many other stores, which actually is like a cloth that you can have on your neck. It looks like a scarf and then you can just pull it up, up to your nose. And that's a great SPF protector as well, even when you're driving to protect yourself from the cheeks. And again, I think a lot of dermatologists would say that, you know, physical blocking the sun is probably the most effective, even more so than sunscreen. Um, and these you know, COVID-19 kind of, masks can't be hurting. Exactly. It's got to help, right? Exactly. You're all, yes, absolutely. From a sun protective perspective as well. Awesome. You're getting two things at once, protecting your your body from infection as well as getting sun protection. I, I'm like, as a dermatologist, I'm like secretly hoping that this sort of developed more into fashion and trendy so that everybody is kind of protecting themselves, you know, at all times. Um, and then yes, hats is another one. Sun umbrellas can be really useful. If you don't want, you don't like a lot of clothing or feeling hot where get a sun umbrella again, available a lot of places. You want it to be SPF graded because a regular umbrella may not be enough SPF protection. So look for that. Um, and then that gives you a little bit more versatility that you kind of wear whatever you want underneath, and then you can just put up the umbrella and that's helping a lot. Nice. So we've been chatting with chief of dermatology at Valleywise Health, Dr. Uh, Monsi Sarahan, about um, how to protect your skin in the summer months, especially with Arizona's brutal heat. Um, to kind of wrap up, if you do get a really bad sunburn, what is some ways that you can help, you know, feel better and also prevent some damage that you might have caused. Yeah, at that point, it's, you know, the damage, unfortunately, has been done. But, you know, preventing a future sunburn would be the best to, you know, protect you from further damage. But at the time, you know, soothing things, so like Vaseline, Aquaphor on your skin can be really helpful. Cool baths, kind of gentle skincare, you know, not too much scrubbing, just being very gentle um, can be helpful. So you said the damage has been done. Is there any way to repair sun damage? Ah, uh, great question. It's a million, billion dollar question, actually. <laughs> um, yes and no. So, you know, I think there are, uh, there, you know, and depending on your skin color. So there's definitely different options and your dermatologist would be probably best to talk about this in more detail, but there's different things that can be done to reverse sun damage. There are creams available that can help with that and reverse sun damage. There are, you know, lasers are also a potential option, but again, you know, yes and no, like they may, some of these things may be more 
cosmetic in terms of helping the appearance of sun damage? Do they truly help sun damage? You know, I think there's some yes and some no, but again, that's a great question to ask your dermatologist personally, like, okay, I have sun damage. What, is there anything I can do to reverse it? So I, I'm due for an appointment. As I said, it's been about a year. So I'll definitely be giving, you know, uh, the the phone number a call to book an appointment oh, with you. Good. We've sounds covered good. a lot of information today. You do have a blog on our website right now, valleywisehealth.org. So if you're listening and you didn't quite catch all of this, it's really good information. I highly recommend you visit valleywisehealth.org and read Dr. Sarahan's blog. Um, we appreciate so much you taking the time today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We hope you enjoyed listening to Valley Well Via Salute, a health and wellness information program brought to you by Valleywise Health and District Medical Group. If you're looking for more information about what you heard today, visit us online at valleywisehealth.org slash be well. There you'll find blogs and videos from our healthcare providers, and you can even book an appointment at a Valleywise Community Health Center near you. That's valleywisehealth.org slash be well. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon.